Hello and welcome everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we look into God's Word together. We hope your week is going well. As always, we invite you to visit our website at www.thelatterrain.org and of course, please let us know if you'd like for us to pray for you. We would be happy to help. With the Lord's help, we continue pressing forward with our collective goal to share Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Being that this is the 4th of July here in the United States, a day that we celebrate our independence as a country, as a nation that was founded on God, I would like to send out a special hello to all of you following here at home. It's great to have you with us. May God bless you all, and of course, God bless America. As a preview of today's sharing, we will continue moving forward with our view into the book of Proverbs. We'll be talking today about the importance of godly instruction. But more precisely, we'll be sharing about how necessary godly instruction or counsel is so that we don't become people with evil intentions, and also to learn how to stay away from people with evil intentions. We are to learn godly counsel so we can apply it in our lives, and so we can instill that knowledge and experience in others. We'll talk more about this further on. At this time, and apropos to celebrating the 4th of July, I would like to encourage you all to pray or continue praying for the United States. I would like to ask you to pray for God's continued favor and grace in the spreading of His gospel here in this nation. I urge you to pray so that the Lord continue adding lives to His kingdom here and that our government officials may seek God earnestly with all of their hearts for His wisdom and understanding. We need to pray for not curse or badmouth our government leaders. We need to pray for God's mercy on us, on our families and loved ones. And finally, we need to continue praying so that our country continues helping spread the Lord's gospel throughout the world, as it has been doing for such a long time through the many wonderful men and women that devote themselves to do so. So please help me pray for all of this, and we will get started. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you, as always, for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the salvation and grace and mercy that we find through him. Heavenly Father, please forgive my sins. Please forgive my wrongs, O Lord. Lord, I need you. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for, for the U.S., Lord God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you please continue to bless this nation. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may prosper the work of your Holy Spirit and of your word and that there may be more and more people that come to know you as Lord and Savior in this country. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, for our leaders, for our, our, our governors, Lord God, for everyone that is above us in some way. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may work in their lives in a special way. I pray for your blessing on them. I pray, Lord God, that you may grant them of your wisdom, of your understanding, Help us, O Lord, to again draw as a nation to you. Help us, O Lord, again, Heavenly Father, to fear you, to respect you as a whole, as a group, Lord God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, and help us, O Lord, as, as people of God in this country to be able to share your word, to continue sharing your gospel with people here and people around the world. Heavenly Father, I, I pray just for your continued mercy and grace. Again, I pray for your blessing, O God, on the U.S. I give you thanks and I pray now, Lord, that you may guide us through your word, through your Holy Spirit, 
that you may help us to understand, Lord God, what you need for us to understand, and that we may apply your word to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. To continue following along our series on the book of Proverbs, we'll be reading from Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 to 35. And this is what we read. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot a man is reduced to the crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give him many gifts. As we start looking in today's passage, we see the writer talking about a father's command and a mother's law. What is he referring to? Well, in an ideal world, and that is what we're doing here, the source of our knowledge and understanding should be the Word of God. We may have gotten some good advice from our parents, but everything we learn should come from God's Word in some way, fashion, or form. As we've shared before, we need to be careful with what we take in as truth, because herein lies a problem. If we take in man's opinions or earthly thoughts in, then we are taking in something that is subjective or that may vary in perspective. We are taking in knowledge that can be applicable for certain things and not for others. Or it can be in conflict with what God teaches. In general, we cannot let earthly or human thoughts and ideas take precedent in our lives because whatever comes from that is in conflict with God. Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 to 19 says, For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Earthly things are in the end founded on the flesh, and the flesh is where our sin is located. So we cannot trust in the things of the flesh, nor make ideas that come from the flesh part of the knowledge we apply in our lives, nor share with others. For in doing so, we will only bring about our own destruction and passing along knowledge that will destroy others. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 to 8 explains to us what the flesh or carnality is and produces. For it says, For to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So if we allow ourselves to be guided by carnal things, we'll be at odds with God, which in turn will only produce death within us. So it also teaches us that we need to be spiritually minded. But the only way that can become in us, or that we can become spiritually minded rather, is by learning those things that come from God's Spirit. And the only source for that is God's Word. There is no other source. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the word is what will work in our lives those things that produce life. And that is what we need to share with others so that they can have life within themselves as well. And this leads us into the next piece, what we instill in others. This passage talks about children listening to what their moms and dads teach them. So the implication is that moms and dads are passing along some form of knowledge. However, you don't necessarily need to be a mom or dad to share things of value. As family in Christ, we are to build each other up so it is not all about children. Take, for instance, what I'm doing here. I know some of you, and many of you I don't know personally. And as far as I know, I don't have any children. Yet, I am sharing what God has taught me with you so that you all are able to receive the benefits I have received through the application of God's Word in my life. Our duty is that once we have learned and lived the Word, that we are to share that learning and application with others. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says, Therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. In essence, we are to comfort and build each other up, but with God's word. Now, we see that the writer refers to certain knowledge in particular as he refers to a sinful woman. But if we really look at this, we need to glean a few points here. The first one, so our female friends don't get bent out of shape because I'm sure that there are some of you saying, why is a woman shown as a bad one? The word is using an evil woman as an example. But there are both men and women with evil intentions. I think we can all agree with that. Which brings us to our next two points, or our next points rather. We need to first learn not to have evil intentions. We need to learn how to be good people, or rather godly people, because we have already established that only good learning can come from God alone. And the second point is that we then need to share with others how to be careful with people that don't have good intentions. So like we shared before, only good advice, or rather life-changing counsel, needs to be learned through the Word of God, but with the Holy Spirit working in our lives. We can't be good people on our own. That's just, that's just not the way it works. As we have shared many times in the past, the Bible teaches us that we need to be born again of the Spirit so we can have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling us. God's Spirit is the only one that can guide us, teach us, and mold us to become different people because we're supposed to be changed and transformed from our fallen and sinful state. God is in the business of changing lives. We're not supposed to stay just as we are. God accepts you as you are, but only under the condition of full repentance and conversion. In other words, we need to come to the Lord with a heart that desires to change fully and completely. 
We need to get rid of sin in our lives. Sin is what makes us evil and makes our intentions evil, even when we think we're doing something that's okay. We always have to remember what Romans chapter 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. So, if we want for our lives to change, then we need for the Holy Spirit to deal with the sin that is in us. And as we were leading in before, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can lead us there. John chapter 16 verse 13 says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak of His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. So the Holy Spirit will guide us to all truth. And so in turn, that truth will help us understand what is right and wrong and what needs to change within us. That's how the transformation is made possible. That's how we start letting go of those things that are evil and wrong within us. And that's how we turn away from being that person that leads others into destruction by applying life into our own and by sharing life with others. And now... Our final point, sharing life with others. Ultimately, one of the main things that God's Word does is teach us how to do things that produce life, which is far away from causing our destruction and the destruction of others. But the only way we can share with others is by having the experience of the living application. In other words, we need to live the Word in our lives. We can't just know it. It can't remain within us as mere knowledge. We need to develop the experience. That's where true life comes in, the abundant life that Jesus wants to give each and every one of us. And that is when the teaching we share becomes real to those that need it. Matthew chapter 5 verse 19 says, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. If we are going to share with people, then we can only lead by example. Otherwise, we share something that has no power. This issue pops up all the time with children. Children many times don't listen to their parents in particular about the things of God because the parents are not living what God teaches. That happens in general. And we're not supposed to either learn or teach religion. We're supposed to share how a relationship with the Almighty works. I'll give you a for instance. I am in no way, shape, or form perfect. Not even close. Not even by a long shot. We are all imperfect. But I've come to understand what a relationship with the Lord is about. And that what the Bible teaches is that a relationship with the Lord is not necessarily about a set of rules or a list of do's and don'ts. That's religion. A relationship with God occurs through Jesus Christ and having that daily walk with the Lord, looking to please Him with what we do. We need to look to please the Lord because we have come to love Him. So our pleasing is based on building a healthy daily relationship with the Lord by talking to Him through prayer and letting Him speak to us mainly through His Word. That is the essential of building and maintaining a healthy relationship with the Lord, having communication or communion with the Lord. And that is what we need to share with others especially if you're a parent that has children that have yet to come to have that personal and intimate relationship with the Lord. That is by far the best inheritance and teaching you can ever leave with your children and those people around you, leading them to have a personal and intimate relationship with Almighty God.
that will help them be people with good intentions and also protect them from people with bad intentions. So, when we are exposed to God's truth, we always need to assess what is happening in our own lives. We need to take inventory of what we're doing with our lives and what we're doing with the lives of others around us. In today's particular case, we need to think about God's word and how we're applying it to our lives. But let's think, have we truly come to have that personal and intimate relationship with God through Jesus Christ? And if we have, are we truly convinced that His Word is ultimate truth and the only source of knowledge and how to live life? Do we take time to cultivate that communication with God through prayer and His Word? And do we aim to share God's truth with others after we have applied that truth to ourselves, after we experienced God's Word in our lives? We cannot live out a religion, for in doing so, our lives will not reach the potential God has instilled within our very souls. We need to live out a living relationship with the Lord. That is what truly produces the life He wants for each of us, the abundant life He wants for you and for me. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise You and I worship You, Lord God, for, for Your instruction, for You sharing with us, Lord God, those things that truly cause blessing and, and eternal life. Heavenly Father, help us to always understand and appreciate and treasure the, the value of your word. And help us, O oh Lord, not to just learn your word intellectually, Lord, but help us, O oh Lord, through your Holy Spirit to know how to apply your word in our lives. Help us, O oh Lord, that it may always come to us at those moments of decision, especially of those of those moments of weakness, Lord God, when you know we're we're vulnerable, Lord God, because we're people and and we're imperfect. Heavenly Father, our our strength can only come through you. We can only fight temptation through you. We can only do what's right through you, through the guidance of your Holy Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you may help us to be people with good intentions. And help us, O Lord, also to, to be able to help others to learn what, what is needed, what is necessary for their own lives. Help us to know how to build each other up, to help each other become that more godly man and woman. Help us, Heavenly Father, to be able to obey your word, and Lord God, I pray for your safety, and I pray, Lord God, for your guidance. I pray for your divine protection, O oh Lord, from those people that may not yet be ready to listen. Heavenly Father, help us to be careful with those people that are around us that are just not there yet, Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord, to pray for them, but at the same time, help us to be careful. Lord God, help us to be wise in the decisions that we make, the relationships we keep, the things that we do. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for each person that might be listening. I pray, O oh Lord, Heavenly Father, that you may just help them and strengthen them, Lord God, and guide them, Heavenly Father. Help them again to be doers of the word, not just hearers. And if by any chance, Lord God, there's someone that's listening that that 
has not yet come to have that intimate relationship with you. I pray, O Lord God, Heavenly Father, that you may provide them the means so that they can have that relationship, that they might be born again to your Holy Spirit. I give you thanks and I praise you and I worship you, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we continue studying God's Word. And as always, please feel free to write us through our website if you would like more information or just need a little prayer. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.